As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by a comic shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with generous support of listeners like you. For more Nerdy Show podcasts, community forums, and to learn how you can support this and other fine Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com. We're sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time. Please hang up and try again. Grab a slice of the epic pie cast. Don't stick it in your mouth. Put it in your ear holes now. Ladies and gentlemen, Nelson Lugo and Schaefer the Dark Lord. And Charles Stunning. Ladies and gentlemen, coming to you from the beautiful and spacious Tuck Palace Studios in Astoria, Queens, this is the Epic Pie Cast, episode 23. I am your host, Nelson Lugo. And I am your other, other host, Charles Stunning. Um, I, I, I'm not getting any audio from uh, Schaefer's mic. Oh. I think his mic may have cut oh, out. Oh, it's. It's actually because he's not here today. Wait, what? Yeah, that's why we're at my house. Is that why the chair's empty? Yes. Oh, Aww. I guess I just never noticed he wasn't here. No, you didn't notice, like, all the lack of blood Crying. Madness at you? <laughs> Someone wasn't mad at you the whole time, so... Um, I, I just constantly assume that everybody's mad at me all the time for everything. I am never mad at you for anything ever. Give it time. Uh, yeah, that's Give true. Our friendship's new. Yeah, relatively. Yeah. Yeah, relatively. Super new. <laughs> it still has that new friendship smell. It's got like that honeymoon phase still happening. Yes. Yes, it does. <laughs> well, oh, folks, we are Sans the Schaefer, we the are. Dark Lord, uh, this month. Um, because Mr. Uh, T. Dark Lord is at San Diego Comic-Con. Being a baller. And he's rapping all the raps with all the other rappers who rap nerdy things. The nerd rap. What? Um, I've I've seen some pictures. He's hanging out with Mega Ran. He's hanging out with uh, Front a lot, and uh, and Doc Awkward. And oh, I love uh, Doc Awkward. I love Doc Awkward. I would so marry bad. Doc Awkward in a second if he would gay marry me. Do you have to be gay to be gay married? Like, is there like, do they check? Is there like a it's... test? You know what I mean? What you said was so problematic <laughs> that I loved it. Um... <laughs> I mean, could, could just two dudes just walk in just because, you know, they just like, they like hanging out, you know, but they just want the privileges that marriage brings them. Um, 
if there if that were a thing, I'm sure you and Schaefer would find a way. True. True. Uh, so how you been, Chad? I've been excellent. I've been so busy. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk around. about. It. Let's talk. Let's catch Ooh. up. Let's Ooh. now 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 that Shaper's not here, Ooh. we can actually talk about the things we want to talk about. Ooh, we're gonna talk about something really great. Yeah. Here. But first, we're gonna talk about us. Yes. Because we're narcissists. Yeah. <laughs> and that's fun. Well, um, before before we get, I, I do want I do want to get some nerdy show business out of the way. Oh yeah. Um, for those of you who don't know, I am now a uh, column poster on nerdyshow.com. He's writing um, articles. Well, I don't know if you can really call them articles. They're, Letting them fly. <laughs> I am now a comic book reviewer, one of many comic book reviewers on the Nerd Show. Um, I might be the only one who actually does it in print. I know, I know that some, the, that some of the other podcasts review comic books. Um, I think I'm the only one who's doing it in in, in blog post form. Oh, awesome! Yeah, and I think I don't know. Don't quote me, but I'm I'm pretty sure I'm the only one who's actually writing this stuff out. And what is the title of your column? The title of my column is comic books, dot, 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 I read them. It's the best because you were doing that on Facebook all the time. Well, and then I picked it up and C. Muldrow picked it up. And well, I what mean, up, C. Muldrow? What up, C. Muldrow? Uh, I, uh, I didn't know it was going to be a thing. I just, like, it was a dumb thing that I started doing because I, I thought it was stupid to do it. Also, and screen capping is really fun on your phone. I know, right? Uh, and, uh, and then, uh, Hex. Uh, John John Hex Carter just kind of um, uh, messaged me out of the blue and said, "Hey, um, you wouldn't be interested in like writing out your thoughts on comic books, would you?" And I'm like, "Maybe." Yeah. Um, and I, I, and basically, the, the my rules to him were like, I can't do full out like long form reviews. I just mm-hmm. can't. Do, I don't have the time for it. Yeah. And so I told him is if, if he would be okay with like something about the length of a tweet or a a simple like pay, you know Facebook posting, um, I could do that. And he's like, yeah, mm-hmm. do it, do it up. So that's what I've been doing. I, um, uh, I've been as of this recording, uh, this will be my third week uh, posting up uh, reviews. So if you haven't checked checked it out yet, check it out on nerdyshow.com. Comic books, I read them. And you know what? Feel free to review me. Review the reviewer. How meta is that? It's not meta. That's just a terrible decision. You remember it last? Was it last month? We got a we got a comment. No, but we weren't inviting the, comments that time. Yeah. I'm inviting them now. I'm oh, I'm inviting you. If you agree oh with God. me, let me know. If you don't agree with me, let me know. Let's but, have a let's have a let's have a good debate about it. You just asked the internet to give you a good debate. Yeah. That's. That's never, a recipe for disaster. Never going to happen because you're gonna get trolled. <laughs> Really sorry, you're gonna get a terrible case. Of oh no no no! I'm sorry. I I I never said I was gonna read any of them. <laughs> I'm sorry. I should have I should have been a bit more specific in my in my. Uh... If you enjoy masturbating, comment yes. on Nelson's <laughs> articles about comics right. because that's about as much good as it's gonna do. Right. Right. I mean, it, well, it'll be cathartic. It'll be cathartic for you. You'll get it off your chest, you know. And, and he won't read them. And I'm not going to read them. Profitless. So, yeah. I love every, it. Everybody wins. Take that, Internet. Everybody wins. Uh, so, but yeah, so thank you, thank you to, uh, to Cap and Hex and all those guys for letting me do that. That's really um, cool. And I'm going to keep doing it for as long as my brain holds together, you know, so. So for another two weeks, <laughs> Lugo will be doing comic books, dot, 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 I read them. Yes. Yes. Uh, I like that I had to think about it, even though I do that format on yes. my Facebook sometimes. I know. I know. 
I don't know if I put the ellipses on there though. Do I? I, I don't think know. I, do. I have I, no it idea. doesn't matter. Ellipses no are irrelevant. Idea. Well, uh, they're not, but yeah, maybe with that attitude. So what else you been doing, Lugatron? Um, <laughs> Lugatron. Ah, uh, I don't know what else. I had I had a whole bunch of things I wanted to talk about. Yeah. Um, I and and for the life of me, I'm now blanking. Um, what did you? I know I know you had some stuff on your mind. What did you want? Ooh, to talk about? I have been running around like a crazy person this past really? month. Really? Do tell. Doing lots of afterbirth monkey things. Oh, that's right. A lot of, a lot of band stuff. A lot yeah, of yeah. burlesque things. You it's, are sure, sure, sure. It's been a very very busy month to the point. Do you want to do you want to talk about the thing that you just completed? Ooh, I do actually. <laughs> um, so, Afterbirth Monkey released their second music video. Yes. The first one in collaboration with Hayride Productions. It is the music video of our song, It's Raining Dicks, featuring Schaefer the Dark Lord, who is played in the music video by Schaefer the Puppet. STP makes an appearance. He makes he... quite. <laughs> The cameo in the music well, video. Well, I mean, S STP is, is a reclusive fucker. Yes. And it's, it's actually very difficult to get him out it of is, his man cave. It is more difficult to get him out of the man cave than Schaefer, and that's pretty much impossible. Yeah, exactly. So I'm, I'm, I'm not only impressed that you managed to to uh, get uh, STP out, yeah. but that you managed to meet all the requirements of his contract and writer. Yeah. And... And managed not to, like, you know, file a restraining order against his aggressive, uh, shall we say, sexual harassment. He might have touched my butt a few times. It's fine. That's all I'm saying. I'm, I'm, you're, look, you're, you're a better man than me, Gunga Din. That's all I'm saying, because I wouldn't put up with it. It was worth it. The art that we made in the, <laughs> the end. <art. laughs> I, I, I don't want to say puppet daisy chain, but I will. Um, yeah, but so uh, check the link for, uh, check the show notes for the link for the new video. Yeah. It's hilarious. It's, it's great. Uh, it's got some, if you are a New York fan, you'll see a lot of familiar faces. Yeah, you will. Yeah. Also, yeah. if you are a fan of dick zombies, <laughs> dick. you will love it. Dick uh, zombies. I, if I, if this were in like a movie form and I could put like reviews on it, uh -huh. there'd be a little quote from Schaefer the Dark Lord that would just say, it's really dirty. <laughs> that's that's the Schaefer the Dark Lord stamp of approval or disapproval. I don't know which. He just said it's really dirty uh, when he saw it. Awesome. Yeah, um, so that's a thing that I did. I, I did a show in D.C. Ooh, yeah. Called The Chocolate Lounge. The Chocolate Lounge. Uh, it is a burlesque and variety show, and, it's, and, and I was hired to come in and do two acts as part of this show. Um... And it was, and it's a really lovely show, lovely cast, uh, great uh, people, great audience, and uh, it's the first time in my life I was specifically hired because I'm not white. Oh, that's rad. Spoiler alert, internets! I'm not white. Yeah, Lugo's Hispanic. Yeah, Andale, Andale, Ariba. I'd say that's racist, but I guess you're allowed to do. That. I'm allowed. You can't. I'm I'm allowed to say it. Good. You could try and say it. Good. I'll give you permission just one time. Nope. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No. You can say it. No. I'm giving you permission. I, I don't need your permission. <laughs> uh, it was a great show. And, and, it's, and I, think, I think a very important show. Because I think, I think um, uh, people of color, specifically in uh, the sort of circus sideshow uh, burlesque arts, is an underrepresented uh, uh, community of people. And, oh. and, you know, uh, and so it was, it was wonderful to see, um, you know, uh, 
black and, and Asian American and, and uh, Middle Eastern and, and me, Hispanic, like coming together and doing a show that we didn't really talk about the fact that we were of color. We just did a show and it was just great to be able to just do that in, really in that awesome. kind of like atmosphere. So, um, and that, that's produced by uh, the lovely Gigi Holiday of the um, Evil League of Aesthesiasts uh, out of Washington, D.C. That, everything you said in that sentence was rad. <laughs> everything. All the words that were compiled into that, just, that felt good. I might listen to that on repeat later. Uh, no, she's great. And, and a, bi a big shout out to, to those ladies. And uh, 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 I, please have me back anytime because I, I love doing it. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Like um, what do you want to do now? Ooh, um, I did a very interesting all X-Men burlesque show and rap thing oh, that's right. recently at that's the right. studio at Webster Hall, which is in the basement of Webster Hall. Uh, Adam Warrock was Adam featured. Adam Warrock was, yeah, our, was the our headliner. He was our he was our opener and our headliner. <laughs> it was very fascinating. Oh man, I love I love me some Adam Warlock. Oh man, I love me some X Men burlesque. Yeah, good yeah. show. It was a great show. Yeah, yeah, big yeah, crowd. We had a, yeah, awesome. the crowd was beautiful. Awesome. The VIP section was sold out. Yeah, yeah. Lots of folks. It was, it was rad. And I got to play in my favorite position in the show. What's that? Start of Act Two. Yeah. I always love that spot. That's my favorite. That's a, spot. that's a choice spot. That is. In, in in classic vaudeville terms, um, the the opening spot and the last spot are given to um, beginner acts or the worst acts traditionally. Really? Yeah. I don't think that's true because we started off the show with Adam Warrock. No no no. In classic in classic vaudeville form, I'm not oh. I'm not talking about now. Talking about like in the 1920s when mm. there was a thing called mm -hmm. vaudeville. Um, you would open the show with with your act that wasn't particularly good because it's a rotating show, right? So people can just come in whenever they want and leave whenever they want, right? Yeah. And so you don't put your best act first. No. Because there's not going to be very many people there. Right. Also, when you need to clear the room, you put your worst act on last to get people to leave. Oh. It's called, the la the, 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 the first spot, um, obviously, is called the cold open, uh -huh. right? I mean, the first spot's the cold open. Yeah. The last spot is called play into the haircuts. Because when people get up and turn around, you're playing to the back of their head. That was the <laughs> trivia fact for, for the podcast. I'm just not going to do one at the end. I'm still going to do one at you're the end. Because you can it. always learn more than one thing a day. Right. Also, not just geekery, once a month. But, but, but education. Education. Really. That's what we like to bring. We are, we are, edu we are edutainment. Edu... Guys... <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> I didn't know which way to go with that for a second. I was like, do I love you? Do I hate you? No, I hate it's you. It's a little bit of both. A little bit of both. I, I adore your face. It's a little bit of both, I, I would imagine. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess in July, uh, happy 4th of July, belated happy 4th happy of July. Happy belated 4th of July. You know, um, America had a birthday. America did have a birthday. America, birthday. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I have lost control of this podcast. You train. never, you never had control. Of the I podcast. did for like a millisecond. Yeah, probably, probably a millisecond, millisecond, but not by much. Uh, I, I did something really cool on Fourth of July. Yeah. I went to a thing called uh, the Liberty Bell Extravaganza. Ooh. And it's on the roof of the Essex Hotel here in Manhattan, and it's a 1920s themed party. 
And I so like you've that. got you've got women walking around in flapper dresses, and you've got guys walking around in in like you know pristine pleated white pants with Ooh. bow ties and straw boater hats and vests, and it was awesome. Yeah, I saw some photos from that. Everybody uh, looked really great. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 you uh, looked especially dapper. Oh, I thank you. You were the, you were the most dapper. I am dapper as fuck. Yeah. Most dapper, <laughs> Nelson Lugo. Um, it did give me an excuse to finally buy a straw boater hat, which I've wanted for a very long time, and just could not convince myself to put down the, the significant uh, amount of money for a straw boater hat. And, but I kind of said, you know what? Treat yourself. So I did. Treat yourself. Fine straw boater hats. I did. I did. And the, and the, and the guy, the place I usually get my, my hats from, J.J. Uh, Hatters uh, in Midtown New York. J.J. Hatters, Midtown New York. And uh, uh, I hope they should probably know that I'm plugging them so I can get money before I plug them. I'm doing this backwards. Yeah. I'm anyway, so I go, I go, that's the one place I go in the city to get my hats um, because they're, they're a professional <laughs> haberdashery and they know me and they like me. And I said, I walked in and the, the guy behind the counter said, hey, Nelson, you going to get that boater today? <laughs> and I said, yes, I am. And they Aww. sold me a boater. We love that. You know. It's really cute. <laughs> how, how, was, how was your fourth? Was it drunk and debaucherous? <laughs> no. <laughs> I plead the fifth. Thank you very much. I plead it. There's not a plethora of pictures out there proving that my freedom is very free. Your freedom is exceedingly free. My freedom is so free. Your fr your freedom has its own orbiting freedom. It's that yeah. That's true. I don't know. I actually don't know I what don't, that means. I was trying to visualize yeah. what that means. I, ha I had a joke in my head, and it came out uh, different than in my head. If I was interested in actually cutting this, I would cut that out. <laughs> but I'm not going to. We're not going to. One take, Charlie. That's, One take, uh, Charlie. That's what we're going for here. Um, so, yeah, I think, yeah. I mean, unless there's anything else, I can't really think of anything else. that I, I mean, July was a pretty um, was a, subdued month for me. It was um, crazy busy for me. Oh, really? Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm working on a new show. Oh. That's really, I mean, ultimately, like, ever since my show opened, um, I've had uh, a lot of downtime because I'm waiting for the run to start. The run's going to mm -hmm. start in September. Yeah. And so between between May and September, I have really nothing to do. So I'm just kind of, so I, I started writing a new show, and I'm learning new magic for it, and I'm uh, taking stuff that I couldn't fit into gathering the magic mm -hmm. and finding a place for it in this show. Awesome. And the show that I'm writing now, it's, it's, uh, uh, it's, um, well, if, if you can compare gathering magic to a more like hopeful, optimistic, um, you know, slice of life stories that, that are cute and quaint and, and like, you know, give, give you a little peek into like the lighter side of Nelson Lugo. Uh, this new show, it's, it's dark. It's, um, uh, it's uh, it, it deals with more serious uh, topics such as life and death and and sort of and and magic tricks and uh, uh, and it's it's going to be it's going to be a more not necessarily sad but a more somber tone a more mm -hmm. a more um, the word the word I want to use is mature but that's not it it's it's yeah. not it's not that gather magic isn't it's, a mature show it's just that this is dealing with subject matter that might be triggering. Um, might mm. be a bit more um, uh, uncomfortable to hear um, in a theater setting, you know, and 
it's going to do with subject matter that's a that's a bit more serious than like you know hey that first time I did my very first magic trick it's it's going to deal with stuff that's that's on my mind you know and as I as I get older and as I deal you know because my issues with cancer and deal with my own mortality and things like mm -hmm. that and stuff so um, so look out for that <laughs> shenanigan show in 2015 2015 guys uh, <laughs> oh god 2015 is the year of tears that's basically what I've dubbed it 2014 wasn't the year of tears no well the, the 2014 is more like uh, more like the, 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 the lonely uh, sort of like self cuddles Lonely Self Cuddles is the name of my next After Birth Monkey album. <laughs> That's not true. After Birth Monkey has titled their next album. I'm very excited. It will be it will be coming so very soon. Oh, are you, are you, when are you, you going to be able to announce stuff? Um, not today. No, I know not today, obviously. Soon, though. All right. We have, like, a couple last well, thing, ever things since, to record. And well, then... ever since um, Schaefer dropped his album, I couldn't bug him about when his album was being released. So now I'm going to bug you. Well, Sounds like an album coming along. <laughs> I'm working on it. Yeah, that's exactly what he did. Uh, excellent. Um, do we want to go to uh, emails before we get into our topic? Yes, let us do um, that. We, uh, we have gotten some emails from you. Thank you so much for writing Thank in, by the way. Thank you for emails. They're fun. Um, let's see. I mean, you know what? I'm just going to pull it up here since yeah. I already have it. Uh, da, 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 mm -hmm. Happy podcast. Here we go. You know what? I'm going to start from the newest and work back. Cool. How's I like that? that. Here we go. This comes from the White Boom Boom. The White Boom Boom. The White Boom Boom. I think I met him at a Kitty Nights the other probably. day. Probably. Yeah, you probably did, actually. Yeah. Um, and he wants to know, uh, or rather he suggests, please go back to torturing the hosts, please. Two pleases. Thank you, the White Boom Boom. Um, thank you, White Boom Boom. Uh, you can go to hell. Um, uh, did you know that the word <laughs> taser actually comes from Thomas A. Swift's electric rifle? Are you kidding me? I read that. Did you just make that up? Nope. Wow, look at that. Found that. Learn something new every single day. I'm full of useless trivia. Uh, who else do we have here? We have uh, S.J. Harrison. S.J. Harrison. S.J. Harrison, and he writes... Uh, listening to the May episode, May episode, good gravy. Uh, listening to the May episode and the interview with Adam, uh, I heard uh, what two of your doctors were. So I got a couple of questions while uh, we were waiting for season eight to start August. By the way, I'm so excited oh, for season eight to fucking start. I got all caught up. Um, I'm so delighted. Um, Schaefer, uh -oh. this is director Schaefer. Schaefer, who is your doctor and why? I can answer Ooh. this actually. Do you want to have a, a Schaefer answer this? Yeah, and in fact, I'm gonna I'm gonna do my you, best you Schaefer impersonation. First. You ready? You ready for this? Mm -hmm. Ready. Ah, uh, I don't. I've never watched a Doctor Who episode ever. There, there you go. See? Awesome. Here's mine. I hate time travel. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. Thanks. Uh, I personally, I personally The think... rage lives right behind the teeth, I think. No, no, I felt it. Yeah. I felt it. It, it, it vibrated my eyebrow. Yeah. Uh, I actually think, despite <laughs> his hatred for time travels as a, as a MacGuffin, mm -hmm. I think he would actually enjoy I think Doctor he Who. would love Doctor Who. Because Doctor Who actually has all the elements he likes in sci-fi. Mm -hmm. It's got monsters. It's got adventure. It's got romance. It's got... It's got 
dramatic tension. Mm -hmm. It's got comedy. Yeah. It's got everything he loves in a sci-fi show. Intellect and romance over brute force and cynicism. Yeah. Um, but there, you know, I don't, I don't, I I understand his reasons for not doing it. Yeah. There's a lot. It's it's very similar to the reasons I know Batman. There's just so much. Yeah. Schaefer doesn't hate Doctor Who. No. He just, he just doesn't want to partake in it. It's fine. Yeah. Um, let's see. For everyone. Oh, that's us. That would be you and me. Oh. For um, everyone. Who? who <laughs> <laughs> For the proletariat. Yes. On the podcast. Who is your uh, favorite companion and why? Oh, please, Lugo. You go first. I have to think about this. Um, I, oh, man. Um, I, I would have to say probably my favorite companion for the doctor was K-9. K-9. Yeah. My favorite companion was K-9. Aww. I so desperately wanted a robotic talking dog growing up who could shoot lasers out of uh, his nose. And, like, he was a walking, talking tricorder. He could do everything. He could analyze things. He could map things. You know, he could uh, translate languages. And he could shoot lasers. I know you started that statement with, my favorite companion for the doctor, but you really meant for you. Well, I mean, the doctor is merely an extension of who we really want to be. We all want to be time-traveling aliens? Yeah. I am so glad I'm not alone in that way. <laughs> yes, we... I am so pleased. <laughs> I have felt so strange about that for so very long. No, you and everybody else. Every, well, everybody everybody who, who watches Doctor Who anyway. Yeah. So who's, who's your favorite companion? Actually, it has shifted oh. for me. Um, who, who, who was it and who is it now? It was Donna. <gasps> Donna's good. I, I love, love me some Donna. Donna so, so Donna very much. Noble. Oh. Donna Noble. She was... She just, I, I just loved... She I just, and, ten, and Ten were just... They were the best buddy cop movie I've ever seen. <laughs> ever. Yes, just yes. genius. Yes. They, they, they took out the sexual tension... And they just made it a buddy cop episodic, and it was wonderful. It was beautiful wonderful. and brilliant, and her farewell was oh, the saddest. Absolutely. Of all of As- I mean, I thought, I mean, Rose's exit yeah. from the show kind of killed me. Yeah. But Donna. Donna. Oh, the most important woman in existence. Yep. Uh, um, but now it's. Become Clara in the <gasps> I in the love new Clara so much, and I I I want to say it's not to do with the fact that she is a a magical, essentially regenerating woman who is a barmaid <laughs> and a nanny. Because I totally relate to being a barmaid and a nanny. Um, with dark hair. Here's the thing: there's no wrong there's no wrong answer. It's true. You like you you identify and latch onto the things you're going to identify and latch onto. Yeah. I latched onto a robotic dog. You know what I mean? That is just as valid as you latching on to, to Clara. Yeah. You know, and I love Clara. I love Also, I really, really enjoyed her storyline in this season. Absolutely. She is She's whereas, pretty where, epic. Whereas whereas the other companions, at least in the um, modern reboot, right? Mm-hmm. With um with nine. All the companions were very much, well, not all, except for Donna. Yeah. All, all of them were very much in love with the Doctor, mm-hmm. but kept it very subtle, kept it very internal. Clara's the first one to, like, flat out just fucking flirt. 
You know what I mean? Like she is gifted. She's aggressive. I, I mean, love it. I mean, there's also like there's River Song. Yeah. But that's a completely different thing. She was never yeah. a companion. Mm-hmm. She was she was a uh, 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 part of the overarching plot yeah. of several seasons. And so True. you know, um, she came in and out according to her story. But Clara, just flat out was like, mm, no, no, you're handsome. I want to. I want to put. I want to put things in and around you. I want to put my face on your face. <laughs> Lots. Uh, I also totally don't identify with that. <laughs> True. Um, let's see what else is here. Um, he says for him, it, uh, it's pretty simple. Matt Smith and Catherine Tate as Donna uh, for the same reason. Oh, cool. You know, um, uh, they are both the most fun doctor and companion, and both can kick butt while looking cute and goofball. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I'll give him that. Yeah. I'll give him that. I like goofballs. I like, and I like cute. Yeah. So there you go. And we, I mean, we already established who our favorite doctors were previously, but we can say it again. Oh, Tom Baker, number oh, four. Tom Baker, yeah. Tom Baker, that's my doctor. I know. Minus Eccleston. Yeah, number nine. my first doctor just wanted to blow things up. Yeah. And my doctor, my, my <laughs> Tom Baker was the doctor who was kind of like, Maybe he had a maybe he had a multiple personality disorder because one moment he'd be cheering you on and the very next second call you a fucking idiot. Yeah. Awesome. I'm pretty sure Tom Baker is the human who is actually the doctor. Yes. Yeah, he is yes. The, he he even actually he even if if you ever go back and watch interviews with Tom Baker about the doctor, he will even admit that I am the doctor. I yep. didn't I didn't play a role. I just was doctor because he's a crazy person. And that's why we love him. Yes, yes, yes. Um, let's see. We have an email here from, from Jay. How do you say that? Machette? Mache? Machet? M-A-T-C-H-E-T-T. Pronounce it how you will. Internet. I'm going to call it Mache. Ooh, fancy. Jay Mache. Hey, Jay Mache. Jay Mache says um, uh, he loves the show and here's a recipe. He gives us a recipe for biscuits. I know. I wanted to make those biscuits. Um, you know what? We're going to make these biscuits, and then we're going to review them um, for the next podcast. All right. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to take this recipe, and I'm going to put it in the show notes. Good idea. So that everybody can try them out, and then everybody will know what the fuck we're talking about and when so we review them. And so the last Thursday of August, yeah. we all can eat biscuits together. Oh, isn't that great? Oh, we're, we're breaking bread together. Nerdy, ner- nerdy, nerdy, nerdy bread. Would that be manna? I guess. Uh, let's see. Um, what else? What else do we have here? Uh, oh, here we go. We have, um, we're just going to call, oh. M. Stormageddon. M. Stormageddon uh, writes in, question for the host, uh, what's the one thing each of you, no. What, it, here, Hold I'm on. Gonna, here you, I'm going to do this. You read it. I've been drinking. What's the one thing about each of you that your listeners might not know? Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh well let's see um uh uh oh god i don't i don't know i'm pretty open on the social media uh and stuff uh my real name <gasps> and you'll never know internet <gasps> what i mean you could probably find out you could probably hard. find out um my middle name and you'll also never know it. I know it. <laughs> well, you have to. You're like my bestie. Yeah. Like, the bestie criteria is you have to know my middle name, my birth date, my favorite color, 
and my favorite flower. I don't know your favorite flower. Get out! I live here. Oh, fair enough. Um, let's see, what else do we have? Uh, should we do this one? No, we did that one. Yeah, we did that one. All right, I guess that's it for emails. Ta-da! We are all caught up on emails. Emails. Send us more emails. Please do. Um, we speaking, actually read those. Speaking of Doctor Who, the, the season eight premiere is coming up August 23rd. 23rd. Uh, Fandom Events is doing a, a movie theater screening of the premiere episode. Okay. They're doing it at several theaters across the city. Oh. Um, as of as of the recording, the tickets are not available yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was thinking, uh, you and me, we go watch it, and then uh, we we uh, we field report it. Yes. Sans Shafa. Schaefer, would that be okay with you? Your yes, silence means yes. Yes, it would. It, t- it totally would. Make go ahead and do it. I love Doctor Who. Oh, thank you, Schaefer. Thank you very much. Thank that's, you for that. Right, yeah, I mean, we don't need your consent, but that's, it's awfully magnanimous of you. Now I miss Schaefer a little <laughs> <bit>. <laughs> I looked at the empty chair we have set up. I, 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 it's a little disturbing that you actually have an empty chair for him. It's kind of weird. I also think it's disturbing that it's green. Why? Because green's his favorite color. Green's not his favorite. Oh, I know it is one of his favorite colors. It's one yes. of his favorite colors. Yes, yes. No, you're right. I'll put my purple bandana on it, and then it'll be like he's actually here. Are you doing some kind of like Wiccan, like voodoo thing over there? What is? No, I just miss Schaefer. That's all. Oh, I guess that's the thing. I think it's, I, I guess that's possible to miss Schaefer. I guess. Listen, just because your reality's <laughs> different than mine. <laughs> no, I'm not begrudging you. I just. You know, like, I see him, like, once a month, and, like, I'm good. Like, I've like the tag's been topped off, and I'm good for, like, another 30 days. And then I see him, like, whoop, tag's topped off. See you in 30. Nelson and Schaefer's friendship is like a video game. <laughs> Mostly it's like Legend of Zelda. Schaefer's affection is one of the jars of the red potion. <laughs> You, goofy, you're so proud of yourself right now, aren't you? I'm grinning so <laughs> wide, Internet. I wish you could see it. I'm also swaying a little with, like, swagger. Um, all right, so I guess that's it for the catch-up. I can't think of anything else unless you have something to share. No, I got nothing. That's it. All right, you want to take a break? I would love to take a break. Internet, we're going to take a quick break and be back with our guest. Since 1959... The West End of Kingston, Jamaica, has throbbed with a musical beat. A hypnotic sound of surging excitement and power. People hearing it became caught up in a frenzy. They couldn't help moving to this pulsating, almost religious beat. No need to feel no shame. His story is to blame. You say you never came. You think your lady parts are lame. The glitteress is the only human organ designed purely for your pleasure. Four inches of clit inside your body, a tiny penis that you can measure. That glitteress is so special and unique. 20,000 nerve endings. It's not the place you be, but it's real. 
goes by and it's like a tiny buzzer ring your bell a bit and soon you will discover that God wants you to come God wants you to come God wants you to come I said God wants you Thanks, gang, diddle your fiddle. It's the grand old offering. Pick your lima bean, roll, roll your bones. Make your flower grow. Grab that gift, untie that bow. Because God wants you to come. God wants you to come. God wants you to come. I said, God wants you. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back from the break, and we are pleased as punch to welcome our guest. She is a musician, a comedian, and an Andy Kaufman finalist. Also an all-around badass lady cake. Yeah. <laughs> Have a piece of this lady cake. Lady cake. I'm not, I'm not taking it uh, back. Miss Killy Mockstar Dwyer. Yay! Yay! Welcome Yay. to the podcast. Killy Mockstar! Killy Mockstar! Yeah. I, I want I want to say um, we've actually known each other for for quite some time. Yes. Um, we've we've shared the same venues. We've we've kind of walked around in the same scenes. Been and in the same bathrooms. Sure, peed mm-hmm. in the same bathrooms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. But not at the same time. No, oddly not, enough. Mm-hmm. Oddly enough. There's still time left. Why oh, not, no, I'm guys? Not, I'm not discounting it. Look, there's only one bathroom in my apartment. I mean, in oh, Chuck on. Palace Studios. Bum, ba, da, da. So, uh, so I just, just want to say this is really lovely. Like we, we never really get a chance to sit down and chat and talk shop and, and stuff. So thank you so much for coming on. The I don't podcast. know why I'm whispering. Like because I'm don't like, need to whisper. Oh my god, no. stop it! <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. There, there isn't a studio audience here to be humble for. I know, <laughs> I, but I, you know what? I do feel like we are facing a rather large pink couch, which That's I true. feel. That's true. At least it's talking to me. Yeah. Well, it is. Is that? I did eat those pot cookies before it's, I came. I mean, it, it is. It. I mean, it is if you say so. It always um, talks to yeah, me. It yeah. just goes. What is? Good morning, Chuck. <laughs> you should probably have some coffee. Come over here and sit down for a minute. Yeah. I don't know. If it's that's... so inviting and pink. It is. Um. Well, and this interview derailed pretty quickly. I just want to uh, like lay on it now and just go sleepy towns because it's hot outside. It's it is so true. Hot. It is. It is ball time. Yes, we have shared many. She had shared many a, uh, a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I've, I've been a fan of yours for quite some time. Uh, I've been a bigger fan of yours. Uh-oh. That's not true. Mm-hmm. You're a lying mm-hmm. sack of hot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just want to say, uh, I just thought uh, of welcome. What's that? I don't know. I just thought of something. I watched, um, did you see Magic Camp? Not yet. It's, oh! on, it's on my Netflix queue. I it's just actually, watched it. And? Sort of in honor of you. Um... I, I kind of liked it. I, okay. I, I gotta say, kind of liked it. I, like, I, I neither I, I liked it or I didn't like it. I've heard enough of it from uh, people who are magicians who like to complain about everything. Yeah, of course. Um, 
and there are some people who like it and some people who hate it. Mm-hmm. And the people who like it like it for the same reason people hate it. And then the people who hate it like it for hate it for the same reason people like it. I feel that you just need to judge it for yourself. Um, it is it is on my queue. It's definitely on my queue. Yeah. And the little that I know about it intrigues me. Yeah. And so uh, uh, we will. Uh, you can spoil it for me if you want to. I'm just, there's no. You can't spoil. There's no spoil. No. It's no? just. It's. it's mm- a, you can't spoil a it documentary? Is, it's so what it is. It, so what it says that it is, it's magic camp. Is it like Jesus camp? Is it as terrifying as Jesus camp? It's it's similar. There is a really hardcore Christian kid in it. Oh, okay. Oh, and he says he compares Christianity to magic <gasps> and to how, how how Jesus was basically magic. I'm watching that documentary tonight. It was really... That's what I'm going to do. He was... He's something, something, that kid. Ugh. They're all, they're all adorable. Um, all right, Sorry, so, uh, no, please. So that's a, a, a pro tip from Killy Moxner Dwyer. Watch uh, Magic, Magic Camp, Camp on yes. Netflix right now. Yes. Uh, find the link in the show notes. Uh, <laughs> so, I'm just, you're going to have to remind why. me of that one. I'm going to forget. Yeah, I'm just send It'll that be one. in the show notes. We'll, we'll, <laughs> I, I have to make the show notes. Oh, boom. I'm, I'll make the show notes. I'm going to make the show notes. Are we, are we fighting about the podcast? Oh, my God, do I need to make the show notes? The podcast? Is that what we're doing? Yes. No, we're not. Moving right along. Moving on. Uh, so, uh, Miss Dwyer, you, you are a... Thank you. We uh, love you. You are a musician. Yes. Comedian. Yes. A comedic musician. Yes. Mind-blowingly, incredibly brilliant. Oh, well, that would be... I, I think that's I've, I've only stretch. seen Killy a couple times <laughs> in, in the scene. I, I, I have to say, I've been, I've been around a lot of scenes. I've seen a lot of scenes. Sure. <laughs> right. I have. And, uh, you know, at this point... And I do a lot of stuff. Yeah. And I like a lot. Like you, you, you're similar. You, you yeah. have a lot of things yeah, yeah. that you kind of do. A lot of pots a lot on of the balls stove. In the air. A lot of boy balls. Yes. A lot of balls. A lot of balls. Way. A lot of girl balls happening over so many here. Balls. Um, so and I have to say, I can't really. Che- I you know everyone's like, well, what's your favorite? What do you really like to do? I'm like, yeah, yeah. I really like to do all of them. Really, I guess at the heart of it, I'm like an actress that acts like I do all the rest of it. And then you know that way I don't have to like totally narrow it down at any. You know, I just. I just, you know, my mom, my, my mom says that's why I, I never made it. <laughs> you guys. She said, why can't you be specific about anything in your life? Why? I'm like, because I don't want to, I just like to, I, I get too bored. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. get bored with yeah, doing yeah. one thing all the time. Like, I want to write a song, and then I want to do a weird performance art piece, and then I want to do comedy, and then I want to, you know. Um, I think, I think the, 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 the quintessential moment of, of, you at least my experience of you is we were we you and I we were both filler acts for uh for uh uh oh my what's his ah oh, oh what's his name he wrote a book about vaudeville he's a uh, t oh t t t t oh uh, wait wait who are you talking about oh god ah uh, oh, what's his name oh my gosh who are we talking about um, okay I'm gonna I'm gonna look up for him on the internet but, okay. but basically the internet is screaming at us. I know right the internet now. is screaming at us right now. But you, you and I, we were, we were a filler act in his in his vaudeville show. His vaudeville oh, vaudeville show. oh. And um, God, I, 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 I did um, some water. Jeez. Go ahead. I did a magic act in a Starfleet uh, admiral's uniform, and you came out in a in like I think a bright pink tutu oh, yes. with a green tank top, Aww. and you were in a very surly mood, and um, you. The, the that plan, surprises me. I'm always in a great mood. The, pla- <laughs> the plan was that you were going to sing a song, uh-huh. and then you got like maybe 16 bars out. You kind Trav, of like, Trav S.D. That's it. Oh, Trav. Sorry. I'm sorry. Trav S.D. Thank you. Trav S.D. He wrote a book, show notes. Yes. Um, and this was in a fringe New York City, and 
you sang about 16 songs and you kind of said fuck it without actually saying fuck it and you actually made the audience sing the song for you. <gasps> did Oh god, did I? Yes. And that I think sounds like something I would do. It's kind of and that's kind of for me like the perfect definition of my experience of you as a performer. I make like, the audience do all the work. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, Hell but like, yeah. well, there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a couple of different layers here. Like, you've come, like, obviously you've got the chops. You've come to the table with, with time and talent underneath all of that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, but you're unafraid of just risking it all on a dumb idea oh, that God. could blow up in your face. You guys, I've had so many things blow. I mean, <laughs> I I could tell you some horror stories. Yeah. Because yeah, you know, lay on me, lay on me. I, I got I, I got one. Okay, give me the one. I hate, I hate this, but it, because it, because you are, I mean on top of everything else, I mean you're so you're an improv artist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You uh, do you improv music as well? I do. Okay. I, I but I don't go like a lot of people who compare me to Reggie Watts. Which it's is like a little the, bit. The, I like, love Reggie. What? I the, love Reggie, but what like is the it comparison, the beatbox, the looping, and everything. Yeah. Which is like I, I would never compare myself to Reggie, but he yes. was an inspiration for me. Definitely, we met in Edinburgh like eight eight years ago, and we became really fast friends. And um, of course, you know, I was incredibly inspired by him. But I met Jessica Delfino then, and or maybe it was like nine. Wow. She's so yeah, funny. Jay Dells and a bunch of attract uh, Trachtenbergs were there. Oh wow! And so like I was doing this really straight play, and it was like you know kind of a I, not the best play in the world. But they every night I would go to the green room, which is where they were, yeah. and I was just like soaking it in, and I was like, oh my gosh, like I never knew, like this was an option, and I can just. I'll just start doing my own stuff. That's yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of what where I was going. Um, so, anyway, coming back around to like the really like so so I do a lot of risky stuff, and sometimes I'm just like, y- you know, uh, because uh, things can fall apart so quickly, especially with technology. I use a lot of technology, sure, and sure, sure. really, really, if it if it's not going well, it's go it's usually going really poorly. Like it can't just go mid range. Right, just go halfway. Can't go all right. <laughs> it's either great yeah. or it's just a, a crash and burn failure. And yeah, yeah. which I really kind of enjoy a little bit. I've come to enjoy failure because I kind of really good at failing. I've kind of become like fun. I think failing can be fun. Yeah, okay. And you know, and that's yeah, actually, yeah. that's actually a very important lesson for any artist yeah. in mm-hmm. any field. Yeah. You have to love the failures just as much as the successes. Yeah. yeah. You have to. They, they, the first sting though, that first oh, horrifying yeah, no, no, no. moment though is, ooh, it, it is just the burning. But if you can like sit there with that for a second and just be like, this is this is gonna be awful, man. <laughs> and you know, and then just go with it. Like, yeah, yeah. I, it's very freeing, actually. And um, so this reminds me. Okay, so this was the first time I had been at um, Creek and Crave. Okay, oh, yeah. it's not far away sure, sure. Uh, from here. And uh, I'd been there a couple times. I'd done a couple great shows, and I felt really confident. But I never was like there. You know, everyone always kind of just understood that. You know, of course, I do whatever I do, and yeah. they had me on their show, and I'd always have a couple beers or a drink. You know, it was like very laid back, and I. I never felt a lot of pressure there because I wasn't a comedian really and I was sort of the you know the midsection of the comedy show yeah. that you know I was the filler you know yeah. the weird strange person that came in and did music or whatever so I got a call from Rebecca Torrent who is the owner and she's a fantastic amazing woman who's doing great things for you know helping a lot of comedians out um, and she wanted me to come and do uh, a set and I had I had an earlier show at Sidewalk Cafe. Um, had killed it. Boom, 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 boom. Jefferson Bear. I think you know. Maybe uh-huh. I don't know if you guys I know, know the Jefferson. Name. If you don't, you should. Um, uh, so I did Jefferson show, and then I shot over uh, up over yonder to Queens, and um, 
And I kind of walked in and, 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 you know, I had a couple drinks. I was like, I'm feeling good. I had a great show. I'm like, I'm just going to come in there and do a great set. Um, like, you know, do pointing fingers at people. Like, yeah, look at me. I set up my, all my music. I was like, this is going to be sounding good. The technician had worked with me before, so I heal. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash boast. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Knew that like I was a problem and how to fix all my problems, and uh, so I was feeling confident. Um, and then my friend Tim Warner came up to me and he said, "Oh, you know, this is like a you know audition basically for South by Southwest. I don't know. It's, I'm, it's really great that you're here. Oh. Good, oh, good for oh, you. God. Good for you." And I was like, "I'm sorry, what? what? I wondered. I wondered because comedians were coming up and doing tight fives, man. They were doing the tightest fives, like the kind where it's just." Five fingers up your butt. Yeah, so yeah. Tight, like no you know? meandering. No, right I to mean, the laugh to laugh to laugh to laugh. And I was like, gosh, these guys are amazing. This is awesome. So I like, <laughs> uh, it just dawns on me. And of course, I'm like a little bit tipsy, maybe a little bit mid, mid to kind of a lot tipsy. I'm like, <laughs> I'm feeling like, holy crap, like, am I about to blow? And first of all, I was like kind of pissed at Tim, too, for telling me, like, it's, like he's like, oh, are you up next? Oh, by the way, this is an audition for South by Southwest, so good luck with that. And I was like, ah! I can say fuck, right? Yeah. Yes. You can fuck! Say fuck all you want. <laughs> fuck shit. So I'm Cut, like trying to get it back together, and I'm drinking some water, and I'm like, oh, I thought I was just going to go up there and wing it. So I, I go up, uh, the host brings me up, uh, start, uh, you know, I do this really weird, oh God, disjointed, I, like, it's like I'd never been on a stage before, kind of like awful introduction of myself, and like I was trying to fit all these jokes in real fast, like everyone else had been, and they were all just like crass, oh. failing. And everyone's just sort of, I can feel them all being like, oh, oh, you know, oh dear. And then I launch in, yeah, it was, it was hard. And I launch into Ben Kingsley, which is a strong song for me. It is like, I'm going to do this song and it's going to be amazing. And I can, it can rarely go wrong, but only me. me. (laughs) So I started, they're laughing. I got them back on board. Everything is rocking out. I grab, I go to grab my tambourine 
And my entire, I have a very uh, elaborate technical setup. I, <laughs> my foot is twisted around in the cord. And so I go to grab the tambourine and the entire thing falls, crashes <gasps> the floor, and just like oh. everything tumbles everywhere. The system is like, Wee! all my stuff flies, my microphone flies off, like silence. And just, I'm looking at the faces of the people in the audience, and they're all comedians. I mean, you're all, they all understand yeah. what it's like to crash and burn, but they're all usually have another joke just lined up there. So in case that happens, they got something to back it up. But I'm just like trying to pick up my equipment and be like, it's okay. It's okay. You know, like I'm trying to reassure them that I'm going to be okay. Like this is not going to be like the final moment of my career. And, and that even though it is devastating and they are all devastated by what's happened to me, I... So anyway, I finish Ben Kingsley, and they're all like cool, and I'm sort of like during Ben Kingsley, I'm like subtly or subtly, I like in front of everyone trying to pick everything up. Ben Kingsley, put the microphone back in the stand. Ben Kingsley, put the technical equipment back in. Plug it in. Okay, we got that fixed. Ben Kingsley. Okay, so I think that things all fixed, right? So I start pushing the buttons for my next song, which is God Wants You to Come. And it's very, very, it's all looped stuff. So nothing. There's zero. There's no, Oh, no. I turned you gay. That's what I'm doing. The audience again. So the host comes up. Like, he's like, ah, well, that was Kelly. And I was like, I'm not done. <gasps> uh, oh, no. And he's like, oh, and he backs slowly down back through oh, the audience. My God. And it's just, it's just horror. Oh. Or it's horror. It's oh, horror. No. It's horror, I tell you. So I start the left side of the audience, and I'm like, you guys are the train. You're like, chugga, 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 ooh, ooh. And they're all, they just, they, they don't, they're, they're staring at death. I'm like, please, please just do this for me. And so they're like, chugga, 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 ooh, ooh. And I'm like, you guys are, you know, and I have them both doing parts on both sides of the room, and I do the song, and I'm just, like, going to get through it, and that's the way it's going to be, and this is the most awkward thing that anyone's ever experienced, and everyone in the room is feeling the tension, and it's crazy. And then I left the stage, got super shit-faced, wasted, and Rebecca came up to me afterwards, and she said, wow, she's like, I haven't seen a train wreck set like that since Reggie Watts did a train wreck set like what? that. And I was like, I think that's a compliment. And I continued to do like 8,000 shots. But that was probably one of the worst things. But many of those things have happened. I, I, I can't tell you guys because I have so many things oh, yeah, yeah. that can go yeah. wrong. I, um, I Absolutely. Just... Absolutely. And you got to be able to work with that. You got to be well, like, I think, hey. I think anybody who's been on stage for as long as you have or as long as I have, has to ha you have to go through those moments of just complete, Terror. uncontrolled horror. Yeah. Where... Everything is out of your control. Yep. Everything is going wrong. I had, a, I had a set once. I was invited. Um, oh, God, this was many, many moons ago. Like This is like maybe 99? It's a long time ago. Many moons. Point. Many moons. Many uh, moons. I was invited to do like a cabaret show at the, um, uh, at the theater that's underneath uh, the West Bank Cafe, the... Um, uh, the Ellen something, Ellen Stritch, no. Uh, Elaine Stritch? No, I'm going to get, the, I'll get the name of it. Um, but it, there's a, there's a, a, an underground cabaret theater underneath the West Bank Cafe, okay. which is on 42nd Street okay. and 8th Avenue. And it was basically a bunch of magicians, and it was also it was supposed to be the newcomers, right? right? Like, you know, the hot, the hot shit right. magicians, the right? Right, coming, oh. You know, and I was there, and this guy named Eric Walden was there, and this woman named Meritus Zabino. Like, basically, like, the... 
people who are going to be regarded as being like the next generation sure. of magicians, right? Sure. And 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 everybody who's anybody is in the audience from like you know magic uh, uh, notables and right. and fans and devotees and and magic press and that's a fucking dumb word. There's no such thing as magic press. Um, uh, <laughs> I, think there is. I, I I write for the, I write for Magic Magazine. Good for you, buddy. You and a thousand people care. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you, those thousand people really care. You and That's a small thing. town in Iowa. That's your readership. Hey, um, and I went up there and I was like, you know what? For this, I'm going to do a brand new act. Yeah. It's going to be a brand new act. It's going to be great. It's going to be stand up. It's going to be this. Come up. And I'm doing my pattern. There's this whole big setup. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> uh. And the trick fucks up in the first. It's a multi phase uh... routine. It's a multi phase trick, right? So there's like a. Like six phases, like boom, boom. And each one of these phases has to go off on a hitch. Right. Or else the entire thing is fucked. I fuck up the first phase. So it's There all is nothing I can do to save it. It just gets worse. And, and in my brain, it's locked into performance mode. Like, I'm just going to do this. Right. I don't. And without putting two and together, like, there's no way for me to do this. Like, the, the, the logical side of my brain said... Didn't didn't stop me. Go no, Nelson. You're you're done. You have to do. You're, you have to walk off the stage yeah. now. You have to say good night. Yeah. And and no, but the other side of my brain is like, no, we can. We'll force it. We're just gonna make it work by sheer will and determination. <laughs> and I get like the first like the first phase fucks up. Hey, don't worry. Ha. <laughs> Second phase, and I'm doing this six phases, and I'm uh... one right after the other, and and the guy who who went on before me like killed. Of course he killed. Of course he. Killed, had the crowd eating out of his hand. I walk up. They that audience hated magic by the time I left the stage. Oh, no. <laughs> and then oh, and, and then the guy who's who's like gonna be like up next, I have to pass him to get past the stage. He looks at me and goes, Thanks and fuck you. And that was like the topper. That was the topper to the whole thing. He's like he he looked at me and went, Thank you and fuck you. Yeah, but you know what? I mean, <laughs> he, should, he should know that he can win the room back if he's good enough. And like, also, also uh, they just, nice. they're just really no, glad he was that... not. He was not a nice person. Yeah. I want to know uh, who that is. I, I will tell you I names when the podcast is yeah, all right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I, I feel like you just didn't pack enough pixie dust. Yeah. I don't think you understand how stage magic works. Um, I don't want to burst your bubble. You're uh, a fairy. And uh, listeners, uh, spoiler alert, magic. there's no such thing as magic. Oh, jeez. Come on, man. Boom! I came all the way to Queens, and this is what I learned! <laughs> well, I don't want to go on anymore. The third uh, fact of the podcast. Oh, God. Stage magic. Wow, that was a bit of a downer. Holy crap! You know what though? Like these yeah. stories. Yeah, but they're they're giving me weird hope. About eventually, well, but yeah, it's sort know. of like it's, this is you don't important. Write a, a book about the, all the happy moments. Yeah. Well, no, I mean the happy moments are important, and you have to treasure because you, you pray and, that and the you next have, one will be happy. Right, and yeah. you have to treasure them. You have to lock them because you're going to need them during the dry spell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. but you need to also love the dry spell. Yeah. You need to love the failures because those are the moments where. The, those are the moments where where the tourists uh, go home. Yeah, the, that's the moment where the looky loos give up. Yeah, that's yeah. the moment where well, yeah. where the people who are not serious about it, the people who who are just the hobbyists, right. will go. Oh well, you know that was fun while it lasted. Yeah, but I, I mean I can't take another <laughs> kick in the balls like that. You know, right, like exactly. I, yeah, you know. But I, it's funny, and I'm sure you thought this before. I mean, I I've had those. I've had a couple of those moments where I was. I just don't, I don't 
know if I could ever, that was just, but those were farther in the beginning. I mean, yeah. those were more in the beginning. Now yeah. when I have a failure, which I did, this wasn't that long ago. I'm not gonna lie. This was like, probably not even, this was six, six seven months ago oh, okay. for me. So it was, you know, it was like a holy crap. I've come all this way. I've worked so hard. I mean, what I do is, uh, you know, it tends to, like I said, it can go very wrong, very fast. And that's not really necessarily my fault. But, uh... But the thing, I mean, I guess going back to my original point is that, you know, you, you, you take risks with yeah. your art in a way that I rarely see people do. Yeah. yeah. You know? And because you're, because you have, you've already put in the time, the work, um, the, the blood, sweat, and tears necessary so that you can do it straight. Yeah. And you kind of remove your safety net. Yeah, Which, totally. And you do it on purpose. It's so fantastic. <laughs> I run flying blindly, just hoping that some, you know, some way I'll well, save, no, I'll save it, myself. I do, it's true, though. But it's like, not that blind. Yeah. I mean, you know what yeah. you're doing. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's, like, it's, 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 it's a fine, it's a strange line, though. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, it, it, you know, it's like yeah. a, you know, it's... You gotta, you gotta, like, just do it and not apologize for it. And that's what I love about yeah. you. Like, yeah. you don't ever apologize like oh i've apologized <laughs> I, 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 I have written out emails and sent well, not in not in, i've sent not in the, car. the no, performance yeah, setting yeah you know you just fucking go oh for i've it. had yeah and oh, I, yeah i've seen i've seen many sets where the where the performer is apologizing while they're yeah performing. that's a i think that's a you bit know. of a no-no i think there's a difference between apologizing mm -hmm. for your art and apologizing for hurt later yeah <laughs> sending that email i'm really sorry that yeah. your grandmother found right right my song about clitoris hey you know clitoris. grandmas are the one that like that because they're like, i bet they do nobody sang about the clitoris in my day and yeah. i went for 40 years without anybody ever did touching you, it <laughs> did you hear about the um, they the do it now, elderly woman who uh who hired someone to find her clitoris <gasps> and she found it at 80 oh, and helped yay. her find it. It was like the best story ever. Is, it made my I heart. I almost just cried. I know, right? oh. Ladies, find your clitoris. I'm telling you, it's the it's the place to be. It's the place where it's at. It's real. Well, that's, the, a, that's a little public service announcement from us to you. To us, and the, the, the point of God wants you to come was yes. because one of my friends who was older girl, old woman, she was 30 and she was like, I just think that, you know, I have stuck everything in the world up my vajayjay and I never come. I've tried it all. And I looked at her and I was like, well, you know that you don't come from sticking things into your vagina generally. I mean, or, yeah. I mean, unless you're it's like a master pro or you have a, a certain thing or the G spot, there's a thing, there's, but generally speaking. And she's like, what are you talking about? And I said, you know about the clitoris? And she was like, the clitoris? <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my. And Lanta. she discovered her clitoris, too. And this was, and then she wrote a song called, a uh, show called God Wants You to Come. And it was all about, and she's a really spiritual girl. And she would always, like, when she was praying really, really hard, she would feel like she was, she's like, I think that's what it must feel like to come. Because I was... She'd get so raptured, sure, spinning everywhere, but raptured in her, is that the right word? Yeah. Enraptured? Enraptured. Enraptured. Sure. Yeah. And in her prayers and her, you know, hallelujahs that, that she would feel like that that was what it must well, feel there's like. A, there's, a, there's a sense of euphoria that comes from yeah. sort of like completely surrendering to an idea. Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah. that's valid, I, mean, I suppose. To say, I mean, oh, yeah. hey, I don't know what she felt like when she was praying. I mean, maybe, you know, maybe she was 
rubbing her <laughs> seat the right way. I don't know, you know. Or maybe she was just swinging the rosary. And the but her, oh, yeah, her whole point well. was that, you know, that we should, the clitoris is, is it's got, it's the only organ that is, is only just, just for pleasure. It's yeah. the only thing that's in, in, in anybody's body that's just made for pleasure. And um, that's kind of uh, amazing. It's yeah, magic. Absolutely. It's magic. And it's God. And it's uh, science. And it's too. science. Uh, boom, boom, boom. The trifecta. Uh, <laughs> and I'm, you know what? I'm glad, I'm glad we're talking about this because um, on, on top of your artistic endeavors, you're also uh, a feminist, a very outspoken yes. uh, feminist. Yeah. Um, and as a... As, Sounds like such a naughty word these days. I, I know, know. It's so charged. It's um, like, I, do I, I actually really do I call I, myself a feminist? I tend to identify with being a feminist. Yes. I, I, I don't, I kind of flip-flop on the word only because it's so charged yeah. right now. Agreed. And it has it has connotations in too many camps that have too many definitions. Yeah. Um, and so I tend, I, I, think, I, I think I'm just leaning more towards just kind of allying myself with just being a feminist, um, a feminine ally mm, rather yeah. than calling myself a feminist. Mm. Um, I like that. And uh, I think there's something to be said too for just living your life in the way that you want people to understand women. You know, like yeah. I live and I am an artist in a way that I want women to be perceived as strong, as able to, as as equal, as um, uh, smart. You know, uh, whatever all the words that you want to use. Sure, sure, sure. Think, yeah. but, but I think living the way that you want people to perceive a certain idea you have of, mm -hmm. of yourself, in this case, fem being a feminist, um, is probably the most important thing of it. You know, I don't know whether calling yourself a feminist is going to help anybody at this point because you're right. I mean, it's just charged out there. Yeah. And, and there's all the girls that, like, you know, don't realize what they're saying is feminist, but they don't want to be a feminist when they write it on their little postcard and they yeah. get their little picture taken with it. And they're like, yeah. I don't, I'm not a man hater, you know, hashtag yeah. feminism. I'm like, no, and but that's not. Like the, that's the not really deep comedy of, I'm not a feminist, I'm a spoon. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that. There was an entire, like, article of just yes. well, inanimate objects. There's also like a Tumblr I'm post. I'm not a feminist, I'm a lamp. There's there's also oh, a Tumblr post great. of like just cats. I'll put it in the show notes. Just like cats and random poses with signs. Like I'm not a feminist. Feminist feminist is not food in my bowl. Where's my food? You know, um, little cats and feminism. Right. I mean, it's funny that what society uh, does like to, to to things now. Like because because you know, it gets so confusing. Like I was okay. I don't even know if I can describe this, but it's like I was in a I was on a Facebook page. And it was a very uh, right-wing uh, page and uh, sounding uh, very, like, beyond retarded right-wing. You know, beyond... Like, like, just plain stupid. Like, to the point where you're, I was like, oh, you know what? This must be people who are far left posting to pretend they're far right. And this is how stupid they are. And now, it's, it's like, it's like so people are, like, making uh, fake... Facebook profiles so that they can pay, you know, so they can post on these right-wing groups as like sounding like completely off their rocker so that more people hate the right way. It's, 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 it's what the links people will go to, to, and then it's just a mass of confusion. That's, that's, we need to just go back to, you know. Well, I guess, then I guess my, my next question is being, being as outspoken as you are and, and. Aliens. <laughs> <laughs> Aliens will save us. Aliens. Uh, I guess I mean ultimately, as a 
as, a, as, a, as an outspoken feminist, as someone who's, who's uh, 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 an advocate, can I say an advocate? Sure, absolutely. Um, in, Never in, been an advocate for anything else. I, <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess ultimately, what's, what's the experience like of being, of, of, of being a feminist in like the comedy oh, scene? You know, or in the music scene, or and, and I mean, I, I mean, I already know it's a fucking cesspool it's of vile terrifying. human beings. Mm. But like, I mean, and and because I've heard all the horror stories from women, you know, just, just like you who are outspoken so feminists, but are but are trying right. to have a comedy career, they're trying yeah. to have a music career. Like, right. Um, I definitely feel that it's you know, if I had to choose between comedy and, and music, there is. It's definitely worse in the, in the comedy zone. However, then you turn, you know, you, then you like add on all these little things like you're a comedy musician and then everyone's already confused with that yeah. and then you're a female comedy musician and then you sing a lot about, you know, your clitoris. So, um, I've had a lot of bad experiences. I, I mean, you know, I, I, what I notice most. I think what, no, what I noticed most, I've had, my comedy club stuff is really in the past. I mean, you know, sure. I, I did have some really bad experiences, and I pretty much swore off it. Um, swore off comedy clubs in general. Just because, A, I'm not, I don't fit there. It's not really, it's, I don't do stand-up comedy, and I can be, it just, it's not the right fit for me. Yeah. Um, however, uh, I think what I notice most is that every time I see a bill for comedy, especially, uh -huh. it's... You know, it's got the one female comedian mentioned there, and there's definitely one in there. There's never, you know, or a couple, unless it's an all-female. I'm actually doing, at the Tank on um, Saturday, I'm doing an all-female all comedy oh, wonderful. show, which is great. Um, but, you know, like, it, it just... It just stands out to me. Like, every time I look at a bill, there is, is that, one woman on it, or two, and it's, like, six guys, and then I'm like... Is that tokenism, or is that just not enough women in the scene? I think there's plenty of women in the scene. I have to say, you know, you have to, you know, I hope, I wish and hope that people do, uh, you know, select their comedians by merit and not, you know, their sexual organs. But um, it, it's, I, I don't know, with the way that I've been treated before in, in comedy clubs, you know, okay, here's an example. Um, this is, this was, uh, gosh, I don't even think they're there anymore. Maybe they are. Actually, yeah, they are. I won't say who it is then. Um, but I was doing, I was at a stand-up comedy gig. I was the only stand-up. I wasn't doing stand-up. I was doing music. But right. I was the only one that was, I actually wanted to stay and watch everybody. Oh. Because I, I really like to watch everybody. It's just my thing. I like to, I like, if I'm going to be in a show, and especially if I'm not going to get paid, I, I think the payment is like to sit there to and watch enjoy the other, the other people. Artists. So I was sitting with some friends. I was having a drink, watching the performers, and... Um, the, the guy that was hosting the show, who also happened to be the manager, came over to me and asked me to come and see him. It was like middle of the show. And I wasn't up yet, and I was like, oh, am I up? And he's like, no. So I go over, and he says, could you please stop adjusting your chest? You're distracting the comedians and the audience. I'm, I'm like sitting in the back, number one. Like, I'm not in the like front or anything. And I'm like... And I and he goes and you're up you're on deck so just letting you know just stop fidgeting with your your chest because you're distracting you know our audience and and, and the comedians and um, then you're now you're on deck and so I was just like what <laughs> I was like I was like I was like I I wanted to leave you know obviously I wanted to just get my things and go but I had friends there to right. see me and like I was just so devastated and then of course I was just like what am I gonna do how am I gonna play this well. 
I got on stage, and you know, as is sometimes you know, they tend to do, the guy who was hosting the show left the room. So while it was on lockdown, Kelly told everybody what he had said to her. And I basically just totally like used my entire set to talk about how it feels as a woman to be in comedy. And then I sang Ben King. Of course, Ben Kingsley comes up again, but because it just has to. And then, so brilliant. And that's when I came to the line when I was, I would always use Meryl Streep as my, when no one respects a woman unless she's played by Meryl Streep. But that's the night I broke, had a breakthrough and I was like, and no one respects a woman, and that's where I would end it. And that, and that turned into a great bit because I was inspired by this total asshole um, who was treating me, you know, differently. You know how many how many times men grab their junk? Oh yeah, don't even. I've, junk. I've, it's junkalicious out I've, there. I've grabbed my junk six times by accident. You know, and uh, during this podcast. During this podcast, people, yeah. you know, things I, I. Yeah, you adjust know, you just it. Kind of make it, move it around. Got a date. It's summertime. It adjusts. It yeah. moves. It wiggles. It yeah. You know, it was Gravity. just a very, it was a very odd experience. And then, you know, and then he didn't know that I'd done that. Nobody really told him. And none of the other comedians were in the room either. So it was just the audience that knew that I did that. And on my way out, he was like, "Oh, you're like, I, I get you. I get you. You're like Andy Kaufman." And I was like, "Dude, you don't even know me. You don't even know what just happened in there. But good luck with your life." And um, God. And I just that uh, was my last that well I can't say that was my last time in a comedy club because I, I I I occasionally I'm I'm in a comedy club and especially when you tour. Yeah, I mean yeah. it's it's a venue. It's yeah 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 and yeah. it can be it's a little different when it's a tour and I do like catching people off guard. I like it when people are like, oh, who's this stand up comedian coming to stage now? <laughs> and I'm like, bang, 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 you know, playing my weird music. It's nice to be the one that stands. It's nice to be the oddball. You know, it's nice yeah. that people listen. Sometimes when it's, you know, stand-up after stand-up, you get lost a little bit there in there, and, you know, people start to, you know, get... It just... It's a um, attention span thing, you know? It's, of course, an attention span. So I, I think that it's a nice thing to, like, change it up a little bit, and that's what comedy should be about. And, mm-hmm. um, and I'm certainly not... Hey, I love stand-up comedy. Sure. Yeah. Me too. Love you know, it. I'm not going to say I have plenty of people I respect in the business and, you know, I mean, I I wish yeah. them the best. It's just that, you know. Yeah. One day we're going to spend the entire podcast just telling the aristocrats. <gasps> That's what I would love to <laughs> is, do. Is that, is that going to be a future podcast episode? That's uh, amazing. Uh, so, listeners, if you would like an entire episode of Nothing But Aristocrats jokes, Come on. write in at the epicpodcast at, at gmail.com. Gmail. That's ah. epicpodcast at gmail.com. And we walked into uh, a talent so agency. Mad at us. <laughs> Daddy Schaefer's gonna be bad, yeah. He's gonna be uh, bad. Now look, I know I know you've got some projects coming up. Uh, yeah. you mentioned a, a tour. I wanna yes. I wanna talk about that. But I but the <laughs> the, the, the thing that's the most interesting is Yes, the, the, the thing that I find fucking hilarious. The I'm just gonna say the quintet. Yeah. Please elaborate. Oh, this is so exciting. Well, I mean, I guess for, for those of you who have not heard Kaylee's music, um it's 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 loud, it's boisterous, it's in your face, it's, it's edgy, it, it talks about controversial things in a very funny way. You have a Casio um, dark, involved. yeah, you sometimes too. You know, I just got that like not that long ago. It's, so it's a, like a great toy. So it's like, like it's it's it's, it's very like subversive. It's revisited. Yeah, it's, like, it's very subversive, Beautiful. very funny music, very very full of life as I would yeah. put it. Satirical, She's got this dark dark comedy. Yeah, dark Angel comedy. voice so, accompanied yeah. by demon technology. <laughs> <laughs> that is 
<laughs> Boom. Um, and I so I want you, you I want you to imagine that because Killy's next project is a four-piece quintet. Or, or, or more. I'm hoping or, like, like a an big orchestra, band, basically like or- setting her music to an orchestral score in yeah. a cabaret uh, setting. Yeah. But why? Why? I, and well, I say why not. Yeah. <laughs> well, so why? Why did my panties drop all the way to China? I I am now moist. Well, I guess like I, first of all, I loved my band and I missed my band. Yes. Yeah. Killed the band. Well, you know, the name like predestined itself. Kill the band. Like, is the name of the band. It yeah. was gonna be gone, you know. But um, we had a great run <laughs> and it was really fun and I got to be as crazy with them as I yeah. could. So I could, didn't have to play any instruments or do any buttons or you know all i had to do was crowd surf and stage dive and scream at the top of my lungs and wear tutus ah. and run out of the room and get a drink and run back in while they were playing it was just it was it was mad it was awesome but i wanted to i've always kind of loved i love the, i do think what i do is sort of cabaret-esque because i really think that there's an, uh, an emphasis on the words you know well it's also it's very theatrical yeah mm-hmm. it's very very theatrical it lends and, itself. And, and 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 plays very well on on a stage yeah, i just want yes. to follow you with a Spotlight. Do it, <laughs> do it. Um, I, I, I haven't built in spotlight. I have green fluorescent green, green hair. Oh yeah, no, we're, we're gonna take we're gonna, we're gonna take a cat. We're gonna take a podcast selfie after this. It, it, yeah. Please, let's yes. do that. Um, <laughs> I feel like a like a fish. Um, oh gosh. Well, oh, so, so I guess okay. the band was great. Right. So what, what what was what was the impetus of this? Like, what what was the idea behind it? Well, yeah. it, you know, I I've been seeing a lot of cabaret, and I do enjoy the cabaret. I do enjoy it. It is a nice. It's a nice. People sit down. They are very focused on the stage, and all of the shows I've done a lot of one woman shows, and sure. I've done I've done two theatrical shows with Kill the Band where I wrote a very loose premise with them, and and then we fit all our songs into it. And it was really cool way to uh, um, sort of a great uh, uh, vehicle for the music because it we could be theatrical and we could be and we, there was a tie, tied all all tied together at the end and it made sense and we were you know sort of a Spinal Tap kind of thing, but um. So that was great, and that was a perfect way to, for us to do it. And then we graduated out of that. Uh, you know, we were doing big clubs, and you know, doing not big big clubs, but you know, we did the Bell House and a few. Like, got, we oh, opened nice. for Gilbert Godfrey's, nice. speaking nice. of the aristocrats. Yeah, and yeah. Um, so we that all ended, and it's been hard to like. It's you know, because I'm I'm by myself now, and there's a lot of things. Uh, since I'm a, like a one-one band, and I play like six instruments once, if, if under the right circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, I get lost a little bit in that, and I miss some of the being out in front and just only focusing on the words and the audience. So I want to do it in this sort of a different way, um, and I want it to be sort of, I just have this like dream of being in these beautiful theater where these <laughs> wonderful musicians, all of them just brilliant musicians, like Ken uh, um, Ken Ball Zerwin on the, on oh, the yeah. big stand-up. Sure. Uh, hopefully, um, this is my dream, sure. uh, my sure. dream cast uh, or my dream band. And my friend Blair, actually Blair was in Kill the Band, and he's the one. He's actually doing all the sheet music for Ooh. me. So he's in the middle of the first album, like he's probably on the sixth song. Yeah, I, I guess I guess you have to transfer all of that, all of, all of that raucous stuff into a more orchestral yeah, thing. Yeah. So he's doing all of that for me. Wow. And then I'm gonna just like hire, which is. Because you yeah. can hire a band and they can do a couple shows and then they don't have to feel like they have to be with you all the time. But I can take it to other cities. Yeah. I, as long as I have that sheet music, I can pick up musicians musician, everywhere you like, go. Yeah. yeah. So that was the other reason because I couldn't tour with the band. They were, you know, I love the boys, but they were too expensive. Yeah. And annoying. And <laughs> boys. Uh, dirty. 
Um, sure. They Smelly. were boys, and they were they're incredible, and I still still love them, and I still work with uh, them off and on, back and forth here and there. But they, yeah, I standing on a in a cabaret setting, I think you know, with everyone really focused on what's happening rather than a bar where people are like, bleh, 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 you know, like yeah, talking yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and doing their thing. I think the focus is kind of what I'm looking for, and to kind of you know take take some of those audience members that are a little older, that are a little more used to. Um, you know, uh, a little on Broadway yeah, yeah. and like uh, and changing it into um, Kelly Dwyer's crazy. You know. uh, do do you have a do you have like uh, dates, venues, or is it, or is it just pre planning stages? This is pre planning until until the uh, sheet music is done. Yeah. So I I'm saying 2015. Okay. And hopefully as soon into 20 like I you know I'd love to be February March. Sure sure sure. You know, with that, but you know, I'm when, touring up through then anyway. Yeah, I guess so when 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 you start touring, I leave. I do um, Chicago, Detroit, Toronto, and uh, Philly. Not Philly, Pittsburgh. Um, coming on, I leave on the third of September. Very exciting. It's a whole comedy music tour. It's oh, all wonderful. all comedy musicians. I think it's gonna be really cool. Like yeah. I'm going through Detroit, and my family lives in Toledo, so they're gonna come to Detroit to see the show. It's really exciting. Oh. What's the house. What's the name of the tour? Uh, we are looking for a name because comedy <laughs> music tour sounds really boring. <laughs> Although that can be that could be like a tag. Well, who Who else is on the bill? Um, Bad Teenage Mustache. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. I've never heard of them. They're out of Chicago. Uh, Jessica Delfino is halfway on, halfway off. We're not sure if she's coming or not. Okay. Um, then in each city, we're picking up. Oh. You know. Wonderful. Comedy musicians, because we want to like sort of make, we want to kind of, this is sort of a new thing. So we're sort of wanting to like make a tour. Uh, I don't know a map. Mm -hmm. For comedy musicians who want to do this kind of thing, and then this is this is these are the venues they'll go to. This is the ones that work. Mm -hmm. This is the ones that accept our oddball kind of you know thing. They have a a, a sound system that works. Yeah, 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 have, yeah. You, know, you know, different things. So we're sort of like venturing into that territory, um, sort of inspired from the New York Funny Songs Festival, which we did in the last couple of years. You know, to sort of just sort of take it on the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and Danny Rocket is sort of spearheading that I'm helping him but he is the lead of Bad Teenage Mustache which was my first uh, not my person he was his band but I was in in the band um, and we started together like forever ago yeah. so bringing it back full circle <laughs> love it. the circle of <laughs> Um, so that's wow. gonna be cool, and then California, San Francisco, all through, you know. All right, LA. well, well, then I'm gonna awesome. then um, I'll I'll get all the information from you. Yes. We'll put in the show notes, website, yes. all that stuff. Show notes. Uh, website. and uh, all of your and all of your albums are on iTunes, I would imagine, right? Yes, uh, uh, everywhere you can uh, buy music. Uh, this is another little thing I'd like to emphasize. Um, I make so very little money off of. Yeah, uh, don't don't torrent her music. Just, no. just no, no, just, don't even buy it off iTunes because I'm telling you the the, or don't even Spotify it. Please, I'll tell you what. Come to my website. Tell me what price you want, and you can have all of it for you know ten bucks, and it, you can download <laughs> it right off my website. And literally, it's a donation of ten dollars. You can have all my music for life. Oh wow! You can download it right onto your. I don't know why I have to look at like this, like it's right here. But um, I'm looking at you. I know you can't see me, but I'm looking at you, the audience right now. And I'm begging you. I plead with you because uh, sadly, the music business is um, we're not making a whole lot of money. And uh, and and this is 
I'm trying to sort of like circle around to the back door, if you know what I'm saying. I don't think you do. Um, <laughs> make make some money off my music rather than like 15 cents per right album, right, right, you know, right. or whatever. I, I I was just blown away to learn, you know, to, to literally learn to learn how um, I blew. I, I'm not literally. I'm taking that back. Not literally. I wanted to blow my brains out, actually, when I learned how little money I, I was making, and uh, okay. from from sites like iTunes and um, Amazon and all Amazon this, yeah. and all that. But um, my website is still as cheap. You can buy, you know, a song. You can buy five. You can pick which ones you want. You can buy whole albums. Um, and my merch is close to being done too, which is really awesome. It's paper dolls. What? Oh my God, I have tutus and my dog is in it. It's amazing. And she's my mascot and she's more famous than I am. Monkey the dog. Look her up on Facebook if you don't know who she is. <laughs> uh, but we, yeah, we have paper dolls coming and Jake Thomas does all my design uh, stuff and he's just graphic designer and he's just an incredible uh, artist himself. So wow. that's in, that's getting quick, quickly. All right, right. Well, then you uh, uh, listeners go to her site, buy her music. Yeah, baby. She deserves all your money dollars. Give her your money dollars. KillyTheKid.com. That's right. KillyTheKid.com. Check the show notes uh, for all the links and stuff. Killy. I will find you. Thank you so much. And I will kill you. (laughs) Oh, Oh, you had them and then you Uh, lost them. I love them though. No, she has them even more. Threatening you and threatening death is sexy. Uh, Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much. It was really fun. Thanks for talking out to us. I love talking shop. I love talking to you. Getting to the nitty gritties. Getting fisted. Yeah. Getting fisted. That's when we're off the air. Oh, yeah. Save it. Yeah. Save it. But it's, yeah, it's talking about, you know, the truth of them. Truth at all, and well, I think I think it's important. It's got its own comedy. Well, I think it's, you know? I think people yeah. people don't talk about that side very often. Mm. And it's important to hear, you know, because I know I know not everything is. Uh, people think it's so glamorous what we do. <laughs> No, it's the far, farthest thing, farthest thing from, from it. I've, um, I've but we have a lot Facebook of uh, we have a lot of people um, uh, who listen to us who yeah. are uh, burgeoning uh, rappers, who are burgeoning sort of nerdcore hip hop artists. I like and nerds. There might be a blur, burlesque you know, artist or two out there. And there's a like burlesque artist in, uh, or two. Yeah, and there's they're all... at least twelve listeners. <laughs> at least twelve. Hey, listeners. I would say there's thirteen to maybe fourteen. Don't don't tell yourself. Aww. Aww. Um, but it's thank not, you. Like, Two more, maybe. Thank you so much. This was Thank this you. was wonderful. Thanks. I, this I, was awesome. Yeah. Uh, I ladies, love the circle jerk at the end too. Yeah. <laughs> off the air. Off the air. Off the air. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Killy Dwyer. Thank you so much. Thank Thanks. you, Thank you. Killy. Love you guys. Bye. Once again, a huge thank you to Killy Mockstar Dwyer for being a guest on our show Killy. today. Oh my she god. Killied it. She she killed it. Uh I th- I want to have her back again. Yes, we need to get um, her back with La Dark Lord. Yes, cuz I think I I think we just barely scratched the surface. No, yeah, we of it's true. So just, many different topics. I just like wanted to take it all in. Yeah. I was just like you are the masters. I am but the Padawan. I've yet to really, like, really fall on my face. Oh, like, it'll happen. It, I know it'll happen. Yeah. yeah. I'm terrified about it. <laughs> I mean, and uh, that's all for Charles Stunning, folks. I'm out. <laughs> I'm a looky loo. I'm going to quit as soon as I get No, started. you're not. No, you're I'm a trooper. Not. You're a trooper. I'm going to do um, let's Let's wrap this podcast up, but we are going to talk about. 
Uh, some appearances, some dates. Yes. Yeah. Hugo, when are you appearing in um, things? Well, let's talk about August, because on August 13th, Wednesday, August 13th, I am going to be telling a story for The Story Collider. Um, I don't have the exact venue uh, right now, but all you have to do is go to nelsonlugo.com, or if you follow me on Facebook, uh, go to, uh, just search me on Nelson Lugo, check my calendar on both my my personal page and my fan page. But if you are a fan of uh, NPR or The Moth, then you need to know what Story Collider is. This is a very important storytelling show. It's, uh, they, they talk about science in real world practical applications and how it applies to human life in every facet. Who wants to be my date to that? Because I'm gonna go. <laughs> well, I would I would ask you, but I'm gonna be in it, so you know. There's that's that. why I was asking the internet. Right. Uh, so if you want to be Chuck Stunning's date to Story Collider, uh, write us at theepicpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, the next date I have is I'm going to be in Washington D.C. on August 22nd at the Black Cat. I'm going to be performing my solo show, Gathering the Magic. But more than that, I am going to have an opening act. That's right, uh, the, the fantastic, the, the musically enchanting, the hilariously funny duo called Afterbirth Monkey is going to be opening for me in Washington, D.C. Wait. Yeah. That's my band. Oh my God, no, that's my, your band. Holy shit. Yeah, I'm going to be in D.C. too. <laughs> so no, so wants to be my date in D.C.? I'm still going to be in a show, so it can't be me. I'm going to be in a show. You can't be my date. Um, it's at the Black Cat. I believe the show is at 9.30. Doors are at 9. Uh, again, check the website. Check the Facebook for all the details. Um, for people in New York City, um, I am uh, a, a, a couple podcasts ago, we spoke about an interactive theater piece called uh, The Speakeasy Dollhouse, mm -hmm. um, which uh, was set in the 1930s, 19, late 20s, late uh, mid-30s, mm -hmm. uh, in a speakeasy, and there's murder and mystery and tension and... Mayhem. Mayhem, and it's interactive theater, and which poker. means... And poker, yeah. It's interactive theater, which means you are a part of the story. Um, I had so much fun at that show, I am now a cast member in that show. So you can watch me uh, play the role of Lulu Rosencrantz uh, <laughs> in the Speaky Dolls House on August 23rd. Uh, again, website and Facebook for more details. Awesome. What do you got, Chuck? Oh, uh, okay, hold on. <laughs> Your analog page calendar. I'm, you know what? My planner turns into a diary. Sure. When pages turn. Oh, I see. So there's that. Dear diary. August 4th. It's my birthday. <gasps> Happy birthday to Chuck. I'm Happy birthday be to Chuck. One year closer Happy to my death. Happy birthday, dear. Don't yeah. sing it yet. It's not my mm. birthday yet. On August 10th, Afterbirth Monkey will be performing at Kitty Nights at M. White Bar. $5 at 9 p.m. It's the best burlesque show, according to me. <laughs> it's also the best burlesque show, according to me. Yeah, it's my favorite. Yeah. I love it. On August 11th, I will be part of the Women of Isis Burlesque, produced by Excelsior Burlesque, and Ooh. that's going to be at the Parkside Lounge. Is that what I think it is? It is. Is that an Archer-inspired burlesque show? a love letter to Archer, Aww. the Women of Isis. 
Try and guess who I'm gonna be. <laughs> I don't know. Just think. Do you about like it. Uh, tight neck sweaters? Yes. <laughs> and I like being the ruler of other planets. <laughs> there you go. Those are your those are your little nuggets. Those are your little clues. Internets. Oh uh, yeah. On August sixteenth. I am throwing the Honey Badger Burlesque Charles Stunning Birthday Bonanza Part 2. Ooh. Title pending. I may change it. I don't know yet. Hey, wait, is, um, is that the one that I'm in? No. Oh. It's not the one you're in. Um, just wait. All right. Uh, I forgot. I that's for- going to be at Rapture Lounge at uh-huh. 9 p.m. Then on August 22nd, I'm going to be in D.C. Really doing what? I'm going to be opening for Nelson Lugo's Gathering the Magic as my band Afterbirth. Hold on, that's me. That is you. Small world. Let's shake hands. Small. We're, that's the sound of us shaking hands. You can't hear it. It's fine. <laughs> then, on the 23rd in the evening, we will be throwing... Wait, no, that's a, that's a thing I'm doing. That's a personal thing. Never mind. I'm going to cut that out. <laughs> that... What, it was great, though. That You're, thing that I'm doing... Nobody on the internet is invited. That you don't get to know about. Yes, nobody on the internet is invited. It's going to be invited. great. On Friday, August 29th, it's Honey Badger Burlesque's bloody, bloody birthday. It's going to be an all-bloody, all-birthday burlesque review in Brooklyn. Because I love bees. <laughs> on August 30th, which is the next day, it's a Saturday, I will be kittening Looney Boobs at Coney Island. It's Lefty Lucy Presents Looney Boobs. That's so it's funny. going to obviously be a tribute to Looney Tunes, Looney cartoons. Tunes and cartoons yeah. and things. So come watch me pick up clothes. My ass is really cute. It's true. That story checks out. And that's all I have for August. Uh, Schaefer, what do you do? Uh, oh. Let's not. have a moment of silence for our homie. No. Moving right along. Uh, I think that's it. That's it. Um, Thank we, you, Internet. We did, we did another podcast without Schaefer. We did. That's, he hasn't been on the podcast more times than I haven't been on the podcast. Yeah, well, he travels. What are you saying? You're a recluse? Fair enough. There you go. This has been the Epic Podcast, episode 23. I have been your host, Nelson Lugo. And I have been your other, other host, Charles Stunning. Be safe, Internet. Did you know that Pepsi Cola was originally called Brad's Drink? Bye! Thank you for listening to the Epic Podcast. We'd love to hear from you, our loyal listener. So send us your feedback, love mail, hate mail, dick pics, and recipes to epicpiecast at gmail.com. But seriously, don't send us dick pics. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend, rating and reviewing us on iTunes, shopping at nerdyshow.com slash store, or directly donating to the network. Any sized contribution gets you exclusive Nerdy Show audio and images and lets you participate in our monthly support drives. Just go to nerdyshow.com slash support to chip in. To find out how you or your company can underwrite this or other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com slash sponsorships. More episodes of the Epic Podcast, as well as other fine programs, community forums, videos, articles, and more, head over to nerdyshow.com. You can subscribe to all Nerdy Show Network podcasts via the iTunes Store. 
And for the latest news, follow us on all your favorite social networks. We're glad to be your home for authentic nerdy entertainment. I'm almost tempted to do something stupid with Schaefer not here. I'm never gonna dance again. Guilty feelings, I know rhythm. Cause it's easy to bend, you know I'm not a fool. I'm never gonna dance again. Cheat a friend. Cheat a friend. Anytime with Saxophone follow. I like boobs. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Albert's, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.